For over 30 years, Lexus has made the driveway a special place. But this year, some new driveway traditions appeared, like birthdays and drive-by graduation parades. Here's to making the driveway the place to celebrate. Deck your driveway at the Lexus December to Remember sales event. Find exclusive offers on our most popular models with contactless delivery. Now through January 4th. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Click the banner to discover more. Happy 2018 from with everyone here at the Retro Gamers, and everyone is Larry here. And Anthony here. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, Ann. How'd you ring in 2018? Uh, I rang in 2018 with uh, a bunch of my friends. I went over to one of their houses. We played a bunch of board games, laughed our butts off, and watched the ball drop twice. Oh, yeah, that's right. Welcome from the future. Right, we we got the East Coast feed, and then of course the the West Coast feed. Which, by the way, they, they it, the screen still says live for us West Coasters, uh, even though it's clearly not. Oh, did it? <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, we watched uh, Ryan Seacrest and Jenny McCarthy, and it's like, oh, it's live, and we're like, no, it wasn't that was three hours ago? Lies, all lies. Yeah, That's cool. no, live, live, oh, not live. lies. Well, live, live too. Well, it is live, live lies, lives, live lies. Exactly. Uh, well, I'm. Uh, how did you ring in your new year, by the way? Uh, sick as a dog and just kind of on the couch watching live uh, Dick Clark's New Year's Rock and Eve 2017 with Ryan Seacrest, the longest title nice. of any of the. Uh, new I know. Uh, I was very, uh, I was very disheartened to find out that uh, Dick Clark couldn't make it this year. <laughs> yeah, well, he's, he has a little issue being dead. Yeah, uh, but it was a fun show. Um, they brought back Mariah Carey. Shockingly, I know. Did she, did she sing? Uh, yeah, well, this time she sang live, so she couldn't really mess it up like she did last year. Oh, okay. What, was she good? Eh, she's Mariah Carey. She is what she is. I heard a rumor that in the middle of her performance, she like had oh, to drink a cup of right. hot tea. Yeah, so last year... Is that true? I guess that's me. true. Forgive me. My, my voice may still sound a little hoarse. Uh, yeah, last year was the epic meltdown, which was fantastic. So she goes back yes. for a second time. She finishes the first song, whatever it is. She turns around. She's like, I was told... This is live on TV. Uh, I was told I'd have hot tea. My hot tea is not on the stage, uh, but I will continue to perform. <laughs> wow. Hot tea. Oh, <laughs> definition of a diva. Good Lord. Oh, Mariah. Well, you know, um, not 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 that I'm going to defend somebody like Mariah Carey. However, but I'm sure the hot tea had something to do with, you know, her voice and the way she sings. Well, it so. wasn't like wind chill was about negative seven, I think, when she was singing, so. Oh, awesome. Yeah, it was chilly. Uh, but other than that, uh, actually, what I did was, um, since I was really home and had really nothing to do, um, mm-hmm. I rearranged my uh, entertainment unit that has all the game systems that I have for now, well, most all of them. So Very cool. A little bit neater, a little bit better situation. I was able to bring forward some of my consoles, like the Retron HD, the PS1, the Classics. So they're all now easy to get to. Uh, the other mm-hmm. systems underneath. I broke out my GameCube. 
After, very nice, very nice. Our Congratulations. Of, yep, thank you very much. And uh, some of the games, I'm a little worried. Some of them had a little trouble starting up, but looks like I got things going. Um, I must have sold back some games because I don't have as many games as I remember having. So I got to look into I'm that. I'm sure you did. But now, how many uh, how many retro consoles are you up to? Um, well, let's say, uh, well, let's say consoles. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 9, 10, 11, 12. 12. I'm nowhere near okay. you, but 12 I, plus. No, 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 I just, I, yep. There's a Genesis, plus. there's still a Genesis in my closet that I right now don't have room for because it's a Gen okay. 1 Genesis. I just want to make sure I have more than you, that's all. <laughs> you certainly do. Yes, okay. But I had to go and get. I think, my, I think my official count stands at 22. <laughs> I had to go get a second um, uh, uh, power strip. I uh, had to get some uh, HDMI splitters that don't work 100%. So I'm slow. So that's annoying. That's okay. I've yet to find ones that do. So yeah, but that you know what? It's okay. It's all good. <laughs> uh, so I still, I, got, um, I still got to get yeah. up and manually switch everything around. As I say, I think I'm. I think I may be up to four power strips. So uh, I, you know, I definitely have a fire hazard behind my television. <laughs> uh, and of course, br- help bringing the GameCube to life is. Uh, uh, our good friends over at Game On that's out here on Long Island, uh, Tristan, the owner of Game On, great guy I met actually last Thursday um, from when we're, we're recording on New Year's Day. So this is officially the first podcast of the new year. Woo-hoo! And uh, I met Tristan, great guy. Uh, he has two stores, one in Miller Place, one in Smithtown. Um, tremendous collection of games, uh, classic games. I went and saw him because he has he made this custom not a custom, but a rebuilt Game Boy with custom colors. So this is a, Ooh, a very nice a see-through blue. But what's cool about it is it, he actually put a backlight in it. That's awesome. So he's got which these were never originally backlit. Uh, so that what's really l- led me to him. Uh, and then we started talking. Great guy. Um, he and what's great about him as well. When I bought the Game Boy, I'm going to be honest, but this is all good. Don't get me wrong. When I bought the Game Boy, uh, when I brought it home, the speaker wasn't working. So mm-hmm. I was like, ah, all right. I mean, the headphone jack worked, but the speaker didn't. So I messaged him, and he was like, bring it in. I'll repair it. No, And that's not just me. This is what they do. You know, if there's any issues, they'll repair it free right then and there. So I brought it in. He wasn't there, but one of his workers were. I forgot his name. Uh, 20 minutes later, came out, and speaker's working. And even with that, there was – and this is me personally – like underneath the screen, there was like, like a like a an eyelash or something that fell into the screen. <laughs> so I'm like, listen, while you're in there, can you pop the screen off and just kind of vacuum that out? Get, there were no problem. Out, totally. They did right. it like I said in 20 minutes. It was fantastic. Uh, I will definitely be going back to him for my because when you walk into the store, you get hit with that smell of rubbing alcohol, mm. which is good because they're cleaning all the new games that they got that people okay. sold back. Oh. I was going to say, is there a nail salon in there? Is that why? <laughs> not so much. Not yet, at least. Uh, great staff. And like I said, I'm definitely going to be heading back there. Uh, it looks like I may be picking up my TurboGrafx this year at some point, if he gets one Ooh. in. Uh, but more importantly... I, I'm intrigued. I may be getting that Virtual Boy back. Oh, uh, no, you're not. <laughs> so, uh, so Tristan, I want to give a shout-out to him. It's game on. Yeah. Little did you know that I've already called him and gave him the warning. No, how dare yeah. you! Just like every, just like every other, every other retro game store in uh, New York. <laughs> you spent like three days just calling people. 
Yeah, basically, basically, um, your your face is up in pretty much every virtual game store in the tri-state area. So don't, good luck getting that virtual boy. Don't don't take a don't take a check from this man. Yeah, don't take a check from this man, and don't sell him a virtual boy. Yeah. Uh, Hashtag VB sucks. I uh, I told him I'm like once I get because uh, I'm gonna be getting a, a Super NES clone uh, next month or no this month now probably in a few weeks. I am yes, definitely it's January. Yep, I am definitely going back. And I'm going to be picking up a load of Super Nintendo games. Uh, so I am really looking forward to that. My wallet is not, but I will deal accordingly. Well, you know, buy in moderation, Larry. It's not like they're uh, they're not going anywhere. You know, I mean, they're they're always going to be out there. So just uh, maybe not you know, retro games. Maybe not. You never know. Depending on what game could be a rare one. Well, yeah, well, yeah, but rare ones will always be more expensive. But the whole idea is like, you know, they're out there for shopping. I mean, and if you can't get them at a store, obviously, you know, online, they're all over the place. So um, don't just don't buy it all at once. I'm just trying to, you know, ease your credit card burden. <laughs> buy it all at once. Buy it once a week. Either way, that ch- that bill's coming at the end of the month. Yeah, I know. Just take it from somebody who worked a very long, you know, who worked for the last few years to pay off all those credit cards, which, by the way, um, was my Christmas gift to me this year. Oh, good. Um, I, I, I am I am credit card debt free. There you go. For now, until the next retro expo. Well, I was just gonna say until next week. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so yeah. So a big shout out to Game On. Check them out. Follow them. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Game On. Uh, you will check them out. And also, what reminded me of of Game On uh, because I don't because they also he has like some really cool kind of hard to find games. Some games like from Japan and stuff like that. Um, but, well, you don't need to worry about any games from Japan because I'll just pick them up for you on my next trip. Trust me when I tell you now that I have that converter, we will be talking next time you go to Japan. Oh, boy. Well, I can only fit so much in my suitcase, just so you know. Well, luckily, they're small games. Yeah, that's true. But knowing you, you'll want me to buy like 100 of them. Well, now it's going to be Super Nintendo, Super Famicom, because... They, oh, man. The, I mean, it, you know, it, it's very hard. I'm just going to go out there and say it's really, really hard. Um, like the NES games are actually, uh, or the Famicom games are actually easier to shop for than the Super Famicom games because a lot of the Super Famicom cartridges I noticed don't have images on them. So it's really, really just yeah, a lot of them are just are Japanese lettering, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know how I'm <laughs> supposed to find things. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, that's weird. yeah. So yeah, it, yeah, because that's why like when I come back from um, when I come back uh, when I go to Japan and go to you know Super Potato, the best. Retro store in all t- of all time. Um, <laughs> Next uh, game on. Uh, no, Super Potato still wins. <laughs> um, I the best the best that I can find um, in terms of like Super Nintendo games are the ones that are still in boxes because at least I have the images on the boxes. That's interesting. But outside of that, it's like and the um, and the staple games like the Mario's and stuff, which do have images on them. A lot of them I can't tell what they are. Wow. All right. Well, I'll have to. Uh, it's do, tough. I'll do my research a little more in depth. When you head well, out. that's exactly what that's exactly what I'm telling you. It's like, yeah, do your research, get images of the actual cartridge. Otherwise, uh, I'm going to bring you back something completely different. You know what? That may work. You never know, because I got a couple of Japanese games. I have no idea what they are. So, yeah. So, yeah. Speaking of for Takeshi's challenge, did you beat up your wife yet in that game? No, not yet, because um, I, I'm still trying to figure out how all the video reviews I've seen online. The game was in English, but the one you got me is in Japanese, which would make sense. So unless there's a setting I have to work my way through and stumble upon, I really haven't had a chance to play it. Okay. Yeah, I know. There are some games where, you know what, they just they don't translate it. How dare they? <laughs> yeah, they should. So, well, um, spoken like spoken like a true red, white, and blue American. Absolutely. What are you kidding me? 
Uh, so looking forward. 2018 is a lot of stuff getting ready to come out. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. My biggest thing right now is, like I said, coming up in a few weeks, my uh, Hyperkin uh, Super Retron HD, the, their Super NES clone uh, that plays both American and Japanese games, uh, which you can pick up through. I actually bought mine through GameStop, which is probably going to be uh-huh. one of my final purchases from GameStop. Oh, uh, yes. There was a little GameStop snafu, wasn't there? There was. So... Please explain because I actually I actually found that absolutely hysterical because oh, yeah. it would only ha- it would only happen to you. Well, no, here's the thing: it's happened. I've heard stories about this. In fact, uh, you know, I don't mind giving a little bit of a, a cross promotion, even though the, he you know he has no idea who we are. Uh, but Pat the NES Punk, uh, Pat Contry, he does a, a podcast and he's on a few occasions talked about how cartridges people have bought. NES games, and it's not the real NES game. And what I mean by that is, through GameStop, and to be fair, I will give credit where credit is due. I was able to return the game for full price, so no problem. Which is which is great. Yep. I mean, that's the important thing. I purchased... I figured now that I'm purchasing retro games, as much as, yes, I'll get games that I used to own, but now I'm going to try and make it a point to get games I've never played before. Because uh, now this is kind of my second opportunity. And well, a lot course. of games are now between the, the classics, the virtual console. I got a lot of them anyway. And I don't mind playing, considering the classics and the virtual consoles, quote-unquote official games. Much as we love playing off the cartridges, I have no problem with the virtual console and the uh, classics. With that being said, figured I'd buy Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, the Manhattan Project, for the NES. Never played okay. the game before. Wanted to. Heard good things about it. Uh, so... All right, I'll order it. It was twenty four bucks. I knew it was going to be a little pricier than some of the other games because it was buy two get one free. So I picked up some of the games. So I get it. So I'm testing the games out. Put them in my hyperkin. Some work, some don't. That's why I got <clears> the, the the rubbing alcohol and a thing of Q tips, which is now like part of my entertainment center. Get some of that elbow grease going and cleaning up the games. Okay. So I put in Turtles three, boot it up, and the like, kind of like the opening credits, if you will. Uh, came up. So I'm like, sweet. Really didn't read them. I just saw something came up. Cool. So I turn around and do something. I turn back around and I have my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 The Manhattan Project in the Hyperkin. And on my television screen is Tetris. <laughs> and it's one of those well, things because, where... Because who wouldn't want Tetris? Well, me, because I already have Tetris on the NES. Oh, well, you know, now you're just being picky. And then, you know what? Now that I think about it, it looked slightly different. So it may have been someone actually just hacked it and, like, didn't even bother getting the original Tetris ROM. I gotta, I gotta check just... that out. So, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, you always hear the stories and you don't believe them until it happens to you. Well, and then... it happened to me. And I believe it. That, and it's all usually, it's unfortunately, it's mostly with GameStop. Even though they test their games, yes, the game worked. It was just the wrong game. Well, you know, I mean, when you think about, you know, people that are doing the QC for these things and, you know, GameStop and whatnot, I'm sure they're just, I'm sure what they're doing is they're putting the cartridge in, they're turning on the system, and then as soon as you see, you know, that first image with uh, all the legal information, they're just like, oh, done. Please. I also put, I also picked up Jaws from them, and it took me two days of cleaning because that cartridge was so caked with, I don't even know, uh, it's not rust, whatever ends up on the cartridges that you have to clean off. Yeah. I mean, it, it was re- it would not have worked on any system, Joyce. 
I just oh, slowly. It was funny. I put it jaws in, nothing comes up. Clean it. I put it in, comes up glitchy. Clean it again. Like, like it kept going. Finally, where I got the opening opening screen, but no sound. And finally, I got mm-hmm. it to work. Okay. Well, at least it worked eventually. Yeah. So, uh, I so, mean, these cart- cart- these these cartridges are like thirty years old. No, I, mean, I get that. Gonna, I have no problem with that. Take a while. I have no problem with that. But I do have a problem with putting in Turtles three, and it comes up Tetris. Well, yeah, you know, I can I can definitely understand that. So I return the game, and the guy, the kid behind the counter, GameStop, goes because I ordered online GameStop. Kid behind right. the counter goes, "All right, so you know, what's your reason for return?" I'm like, "Wrong game." Like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Which game would you have preferred?" <laughs> I'm like, "Oh no, uh, I yeah, ordered you know, the, the one I actually the one I actually yeah, paid for uh, the one that's on the cartridge because I ordered Turtles. I got Tetris, and the guy's like, "What are you talking about?" And I tell him the story, and it's like, "That is amazing." <laughs> See. So that and, was, and uh, that and that is correct. Yeah, so I'm uh I'll buy the new stuff from GameStop, but old stuff I'm going to game on here on Long Island because I picked up from him um G.I. Joe on the NES. Okay. Love it. Loved G.I. Joe. And it worked like a charm. So Oh, awesome. Yeah, so I will be doing my retro gaming there. Um but looking, like I said, looking forward to 2018. I'm sure there's some stuff you're looking forward to. I got the soup, the Super Retron. Once that comes in, it's game over for me, uh, no, uh, figuratively. Uh, right. For over 30 years, Lexus has made the driveway a special place. But this year, some new driveway traditions appeared, like birthdays and drive-by graduation parades. Here's to making the driveway the place to celebrate. Deck your driveway at the Lexus December to Remember sales event. Find exclusive offers on our most popular models with contactless delivery. Now through January 4th. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Click the banner to discover more. And there's also, I don't know if it's available, maybe in Japan. So when you go to Japan, you may have a mission. Uh, a oh, big God. One too. Don't, get, don't give me a mission. That's too much pressure. I saw, I was watching, I'll give a shout out to him, uh, uh, one coin only. I think Josh may have interviewed him actually on Victims and Villains. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I think he did. One coin only. Great guy to watch on on Facebook. He pretty much plays arcade games only on one coin, so he'll see how far he can get. But right. he was playing this ROM of there was a Legend of Zelda game on the Famicom Super Famicom, excuse me, online uh-huh. service that we've talked about in the past. Yes. Um and it's 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 I don't think it's the official title, but it's unofficially called The Legend of Zelda: The Third Quest. It's basically Legend of Zelda from the Nintendo, done in sixteen bit graphic, and it's the it's just a harder third quest compared to the second Ooh. quest that you were able to play on the NES game. It looked awesome. It was fun to I, watch. I want to play it. I already I'm already interested. You know me with Zelda. Oh, so. absolutely. And ready all in. When I was listening to, uh, and I don't, I don't know his actual name. I apologize. But when I was listening to One Coin Only uh, talk about it, he was saying it was from that online thing. So it's more of a ROM. I don't know if anyone's ever put it on a cartridge. I don't know if Nintendo's ever put it on a cartridge. Probably not. It just looked really cool. And he also said it's short because it was online. I guess because of the size of the game to download it. Ooh, pardon me. To download it, mm-hmm. it's kind of short, but. That doesn't take away from the fun of it. I mean, for, for you, every Zelda game is short because you run right through them anyway. Well, you know, that's true. Um, but 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, any 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 Zelda game, I'm willing to give a try. And like, there are a hand. Like, I'm I'm getting ready now to start attacking like the handheld ones that I never played. Oh, cool! You'll um, love it. Yes, I'm aware because now that I finished um, now that I finished Super Mario Odyssey for the Switch, yeah, and when I, I say that. finished, I mean I got all 999 moons. Good for you. Yep, and I got the special ending, which Ooh. by the way isn't isn't worth collecting 999 <laughs> moons for. But, um, but, you know, but n- nevertheless, you know what I mean? Like I completed the game in its entirety, which is great. Um, and unlike, unlike, um, Breath of the Wild, which took me almost six months ago, Mario only took me two, There you go. um, which was great. So, um, so now I'm getting ready to switch over to Zelda's, but you know, the, going back to the original Zelda and playing through, playing through that with a third quest, I'm like, yeah, I mean, sign me up. Absolutely. So I'm That'd checking. That'd be awesome. I'm- I'm looking forward to that. Um, that's really, I mean, anything you're really looking forward to in 2018? Uh, no, no, there's no future for me in 2018, right. so I don't care. Sweet. Um, yeah, I mean, there are, there, are, there are definitely a few things that I'm looking forward to. So um, one of them is, you know, when they announced the Atari box last year, and I know we talked about this last week because it was, you know, announced last year, I got really excited about the concept of Atari putting on a new system. So I, I, and I want to know what it's all about and they did, they still haven't given enough information and they were going to take pre-orders and then they didn't, which is a bad sign to me. Yeah. Uh, very bad sign. So, um, but I'm, I'm still curious, um, about what it's going to be. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, and then probably one of the, one of the bigger ones that I'm looking forward to is a game that I've been waiting for, um, waiting for since, uh, what two three no i'm sorry about 10 years um <laughs> yeah i'm like two three for 10 so about about 10 years worth um there's a sequel being made by um to the seventh guest which is one of my favorite computer games of all time mm-hmm. classic. It's called, classic game right it, it had a sequel called the 11th hour and then the company went under trial by um, but then a fan decided to start making a sequel to the 11th hour um called the 13th doll and they were doing it on the side as a business you know they were just doing it on the side for fun and it was taking forever but then eventually they decided oh we're going to get more serious on it and ran a kickstarter they raised the money like two years ago um and now i believe they're releasing it this year so so i'm really looking forward to that and like um 13th doll uh, and the seventh guest series it's like a point and click okay uh series yeah so um, so it's a point and click adventure. It's horror based, which is right down my alley. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward, uh, to that coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love those types of games and the puzzles in those are really usually like top notch. Like, the puzzles in those games are extremely, um, difficult and frustrating, which is right up my alley. I love, you know, the harder it is, the harder it is to play, uh, the more I want to beat it. Um, and, and also the more frustrated I get. So that's always fun too. Oh no. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know me. Um, uh, you know, I I love beating my games, and when I get stuck somewhere, I can get frustrated. Um, that never that never happened on games like WWF No Mercy, mm-hmm. uh, which which I played last week, I think, for my December game. Which, yes. by the way, uh, Josh and Brandon, thank you for joining us for our um, Christmas, our favorite Christmas video games. Yeah. Which right. uh, which which went really well. Um, but yeah, so I'm definitely looking forward to Thirteenth Doll. Um, I know uh, the uh, Commodore 64 is coming out with a mini, the ZX Spectrum Next, which is coming out. So mm-hmm. like we have all these new mini consoles that I'm looking forward to. And by the way, for the ZX Spectrum Next, I believe they're actually making 
new games for it as well, like sequels to really? games that were already really? on it. That, I think that's what I read. Um, I got to go back and confirm that. Hmm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, so there's a lot of stuff coming down the pike. Um, cool piece of um, information that just came out last week also, which is for the Switch, is that um, a company called Flying Tiger Entertainment is going to be releasing 20 Data East titles on the Switch this year. Really? Yeah. So, um, and I, they haven't announced any titles except for Gate of Doom. But um, yeah, there are going to be 20 titles added to the Switch, and I'm looking forward to that. Oh, I'm definitely man, looking forward cool. to seeing what's that, yeah, what that's going to be. Data East has a lot of cool games. I'm going to be honest with you, and that's all, if you have a Switch, definitely check it out, especially because of the portability of the Switch. But remember, and if yep. you can find it, there's a, and I own it, it's actually a good collection. The Data East collection on the Wii. Um, what uh, what games are on that Wii version, by the way, for the Dades title? Uh, there's a there's a few good ones actually. Uh, Bad Dudes versus Dragon Ninjas, as we know it as. Ooh, Bad Dudes. I like that one. Bump and Jump. I love Bump and Jump. Oh, I used to play that all the time. I never yeah. got very far in it though. No, neither have I. But it was just awesome to play on the NES. Agreed. Uh, Burger Time. Heavy Barrel. Nice. Uh, these are just some of them. Side Pocket. Street Hoop. So. Jeez. Yeah. 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. There's 15 games. That is 15 games. Let me go through them. Bad Dudes vs. Dragon Ninja. Bump and Jump. Burger Time. Caveman Ninja. Express Raider. Heavy Barrel. Lock and Chase. Magical Drop Ooh, 3. Lock and Chase. Yep. Magical Drop 3. Peter Pepper's Ice Cream Factory. <laughs> Side Pocket. Sly Spy. Street Hoop. SRD. Super Real Darwin. Too Crude. And Wizard Fire. Wow. Side Pocket, I think I still have on Genesis. Side Pocket was an awesome pool game. It was a, it was a great pool game. Genesis or Super Nintendo? I remember it on Super uh, Nintendo. No, I believe I have it on Genesis. Was it on Genesis? Okay. Yeah, I think it was. No, no. It was, it was one of those games that came out on both. Because Data East was a third party. True. So they were able to do that. So, yeah. No, that game. Actually, you know what? Talking about it now, probably, I may break it out when we're done here. Uh, I may go online and buy it because I believe... GameStop is doing is still doing a buy two used <laughs> games get one free. Oh, that's well, that's how I ended up with Turtles Three. <laughs> there, there you go. So you can well, order this you know game what? and end up getting uh, Metal Slug Anthology. Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> Looking forward to that. So uh, yeah, no, so I definitely check that out. But uh, there's a lot of um, there's a few compilation games. The Mega Man X Anniversary, like we mentioned. Yeah. Um, who knows? Well, it'll just... be on the Atari box. Well, I was just going to say, though, sticking with Data East, um, there's a lot of Data East news coming out on the RetroBit site, if you've read that. Yes, RetroBit's an awesome website. And first of all, not even with Data East, just with a bunch of stuff happening with RetroBit. Yes, definitely. But um, yeah, RetroBit uh, RetroBit uh, just announced, uh, I believe, last week as well that um, that they're partnering with Sega to produce accessories for Sega, you know, for Sega consoles. That works for you if you need anything for the Saturn. Uh, yeah, which, which, by the way, I really need to play. <laughs> you still haven't? <laughs> no, I still haven't. I, you know, I, I, I had last week off, right, um, from, from work, which was great, you know, because I'm like, oh, I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to play all these games. But then I had it in my head that I wanted to catalog my comic book collection because I have a very healthy comic book collection. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, I go, you know, that'll, that'll take a couple of days. Um, seven days later, uh, I'm still working on the comic book collection. <laughs> well, I mean, I, mean you, to, you, I remember that comic book collection. It was huge. 
Well, no, I mean, I didn't realize, I really didn't realize how many I had until I started cataloging it and how long it's been taking. I mean, I've cleared 4,000 friggin' wow. um, issues. Um, some of them are dupes, which is great, but still, it's like, this collection is gigantic, and I don't know why the hell I have so much stuff. <laughs> but I, now I'm regretting the fact that I started this project, because I didn't get to, I really didn't get to game. Well, well you know what, that's, uh, that's what the new year is for. That's true. 2018, New Year, new rules, gaming all the time. Absolutely. One more, well, at least one more thing on my end that I'm looking forward to as well uh, is, you know, we always talk about like homebrews and stuff. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider these homebrews, but the the new craze is now even like official games or homebrew, like original homebrew games. Um, being put on original cartridges, NES cards, yes. Genesis, Super Nintendo, and again through Retrobit, they're going to be putting out two types of these. Uh, no pun intended, as the first one, which will be on a Super Nintendo cartridge, and I love their special edition cartridges. They look like very, very like futuristic. Um, mm-hmm. R Type Returns, which is Super R Type and R Type Three, the Third Lightning, that they're going to put on a multi cart. From iRim, the original company I put them out, so it's official, and uh, there's no date yet for the uh, for the launch for the pre-order, but it will be a 16-bit cartridge, and with other things like instruction manual, stickers, lithographs, stuff like that. And not only that, but there's this other game which I've never heard about. I got to look into it. It mm-hmm. is a game called, also from iRim called Holy Diver, which is a Castlevania-like game. Yes, um, I've you know I've never heard of the game. I'm like, but of course, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, I need to buy it. Honestly, and it, it's on a, a eight bit cartridge, which comes with the OG dust covers and stickers, certificate of authenticity stuff, stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. So I am looking forward to these two things. And um, I don't again, I don't know when they're coming out. When they do, we'll give you a heads up. But I f- I really feel like 2018 is going to be huge as far as retro gaming. And I'll even cons- even though these are technically new. I'll still consider them retro gaming because they're coming out on old systems. And I just saw one, too, on um, Kickstarter, which I don't uh-huh. have in front of me. I apologize in advance. But it's uh, a, a game someone's got on Kickstarter that they're looking to put out on a Genesis cartridge. Ooh. So it's, I want it's, that. This is, I think, the new craze is making these... I'll call them homebrews for lack of a better term, but uh-huh. making them. But well, that, 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 that's kind of the term for it right now. So like, let's just call it that. I mean, I'll consider a homebrew like something like 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 taking Super Mario Brothers and hacking it. You know what I mean? To like make it oh, extremely no, no. difficult. I think to me, a homebrew is like an original game somebody makes for a retro system. All right, fair enough. Or for uh, any system, yeah. but for a while too, the homebrews are only available like on the computer. You know what I mean? Like you had to download the ROM, but right. now, yeah, now they're getting. Uh, they're getting now they're, cartridge they're getting, the, they're getting the cartridge love, which, which I think they should because there are – especially because you know, we've talked about how retro gaming is becoming a thing now. Yet, Here so. it is. I found uh, Xeno Crisis. It's called on Kickstarter. Eight days to go as of New Year's Day. Cool. They've hit, they've hit their goal. Uh, Excellent. It's a, it's a top-down arcade-style shooter for the Sega Genesis Mega Drive, taking inspiration from classics like Smash TV and Contra. Well, you know, I mean, uh, with the way these things are going, I think it's only a matter of time before you're going to see uh, the Retro Gamers homebrew game. That would be awesome. 
All right. It's uh, the first Wacky Retro game of 2018, and I'm very excited about wacky this Wacky Retro. One. All right. What do you uh, got? I, I do love Wacky Retro games. So um, this week's Wacky Retro game is uh, actually a game that was never officially released, but was completed. Really? Um, yes. Uh, it was on the Super Nintendo. It came out in the 90s. Uh, it is um, politically connected to former President Bill Clinton. Oh. And uh, yes. Uh, and I don't know if you guys, uh, if people out there remember, but Bill Clinton had a cat. And the cat's name was Socks. Well. I remember that cat. Yes. Um, Real Time Associates decided that they were going to develop a game based off of Socks the Cat. Why does this sound vaguely familiar? So on the Super Nintendo, the game is called Socks the Cat Rocks the Hill. <laughs> um, it was originally supposed to be released, I believe, in 1993. Now, it got all the way to the point where it was sent out for reviews. So there were cartridges made oh, and sent out and sent out to companies for reviews, but then they decided not to release the game itself. Now, why is it a wacky retro game? Not d- despite the, you know, besides <laughs> the fact that it's the president's cat who got his own video game. I guess better him than checkers. Uh, yeah, I guess so. But anyway, so the idea behind the game is um, it begins with Socks the Cat observing foreign spies stealing a nuclear missile launch <laughs> unit in the basement of a foreign embassy. So he embarks on a journey through Washington, D.C., um, to alert the Clinton family. So you, he, get, he goes through landmarks like the Pentagon, the Oval Office, and the White House, trying to find, you know, Ma- Mama Hillary and Papa Bill to, you know, warn them about, you know, the, this whole nuclear missile launch. Now, throughout the game, Sox has to overcome foreign spies, um, politicians, the Secret Service, and the evil news media. <laughs> See? For the longest um, time. So, and then the bosses in the game, though, at the end of it, there are 11 stages. And at the end of every stage, the bosses are actually caricatures of famous political figures. So yeah. oh at, the end of, at the end of stages, Socks the Cat is battling political figures like Gerald Ford, <laughs> Jimmy Carter, and Ross Perot. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Let me guess. Is Monica Lewinsky the final boss? Wait, uh, I don't know. But in one in one situation in the game socks has to push millie the dog which was jo- uh, president george hw bush's dog has to yeah has to push millie the dog out the front door to avoid arab terrorist felines <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. oh and then and then also just to, to, as one final note for this game uh richard nixon calls in bomb raids and ted kennedy is actually seen driving a car on a bridge he, no 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 yes. Yes, they actually have that at the game. I have a feeling that... Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. 
Thanks for calling Toyota. This is Jan. Hi, Jan. I heard Toyota-thon is on. It sure is. Perfect. I'm getting a head start on my list for Santa. Well, we've got great year-end deals on Camry, Highlander, RAV4, and more. But what kind of toys do you have? It's actually Toyota-thon, not Toyota-thon. We have great deals on vehicles, not toys. I'm sorry, sweetie. Okay. What can I get for five bucks? Current offers end November 30th. Toyota-thon ends January 4th. Participating dealers only. Toyota. Let's go places. I have a feeling part of the reason why this game got canceled was pretty much for all of these things. Oh, Teddy Kennedy on a bridge. I Oh, man. So anyway, Sox the Cat rocks the hill is this week's Wacky Retro Game, and I'm going on eBay to find one of those cartridges. All right. So, you know, we've, for, what, 73 episodes now, or 72 in the past, we've been yes. talking a lot about, obviously, video games. That's our... Forte. Uh, but classic gaming doesn't necessarily have to be video gaming. Uh, and a passion of yours, huge passion of yours, is board games. Uh, just good yes. old classic board games. Uh, yeah, you know, there's something about this. There's something about actually playing a board game that's really appealing to me. And I think part of it is the fact that, like, one, you're in, uh, especially with the way people video game now, like you video game online, right? Um, and you talk to people through headsets. I'm like, board games, you can't do that. You have to be in the physical presence of people. Mm-hmm. And in most cases, you know, and obvious, obviously in most cases, they're going to be your friends. Um, so it's just, a, you know, it's just a really cool thing to do when you're hanging out with your friends. So my friends and I started getting into board games probably about like maybe a year and a half, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and, we, you know, and again, like there are the classic board games out there like Monopoly and Clue and all that stuff. We've left those way in the dust because there are so many new board games out there um that and they're just so much fun so for example we played a game last night called hearing things just to do a little Mm -hmm. i know it's not video game related but it's a game called hearing things and basically you break off into teams of two and then what happens is one person has to wear these noise canceling headphones that plays um sounds so that they can't hear you really and then there are cards that you have to read um, that have sentences on them. Like, you know, I went to the store and bought milk and they have to read your lips oh, and try okay. and, and try and repeat the sentence that you just told them. <laughs> it's and it's it's hysterical because we're sitting there, you know, we're sitting there, you know, we're sitting there trying to do it. And, and the person who's got the headphones on are getting them wrong. And, you know, they're saying mm. the weirdest things and you just start laughing. So like there are these, you know, there are like fun party games like that. And then there are more complicated games like Settlers of Pecan or Munchkin, um, Ticket to Ride, uh, just to name a few games that are like, you know, they're not, they're not these, you know, classic games that everybody knows, but they're all these new games that are just really, really super popular. Um, And then on top of that, they're doing theme games based on shows. Like I bought Buffy the Vampire Slayer board game. And it's like, and it's not like, and these aren't board games where it's like, you take a piece on the board and you, you roll a die and you move them around. Like these are really like complicated strategy games. Yeah, the board games have gotten very complicated, in my opinion, over the yes. years. I mean, it's just I, I like I'm not a big board gamer, but I've played board games. I enjoy them uh, when we have played them. Like back in the day, we used to play the X Men board game. Um, yes, we had. I love that game. What was the one with the? It was the horror one with the video cassette. Oh, uh, Nightmare. Yes. Nightmare with the uh, with the uh, gatekeeper. Yes, and and he would always scream and interrupt us while we were playing. <laughs> yep. 
So, you know, they, they definitely had those. And there's been a fair share of board games turned into video games. I remember... Yes. I remember playing Monopoly with my friends. And then, mm-hmm. you know, it was time to go because we played for a while. And then I'd, I I think I rented Monopoly on the NES. And you were able to customize the board. Like, actually to the point where, you know... Give everyone X amount of dollars, give people property, put the pieces on the board. So we literally picked up from the physical game and played it on the NES. Yes. Um, and uh, actually, um, there's a Monopoly game that just came out for the Switch not too long ago. Yes, which so this, has a record, record-breaking record like eight-minute load time. Yeah, um, No, they fixed it in the first upgrade. Oh, so, okay. yeah, Yeah, that was the first thing they fixed. But like, you know... There's something about game, yeah, like board games that like they always seem to show up on video game, you know, on video game systems. Like mm-hmm. even to this day, I mean, I think for PS4, I just bought, um, and it's not a board game it's based off a game show, but like Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. Okay, yep. But yep. you know, like all of these. Um, but in terms of video games becoming board games, normally what was happening in those aspects where we were getting themed monopolies and themed clues. Like there's a Legend of Zelda Monopoly, there's a Super Mario Monopoly, so on and so forth. Um, uh, Super Mario Chess. Yep. Um, yep. So we were were getting classic games with a video game spin. The first, I got to say, the first video game turned into a board game I remember, a buddy of mine had Tetris, the board game. Oh wow! And I can't remember the rules. It was eons ago, but it the it played like Tetris. You had the different pieces. You had a board le- like a grid layout. I'm assuming you mm-hmm. probably roll the dice, and depending on the dice, is how far you put the piece down or something like that. But that's the first board game I remember based on a video game. Uh, and for me, the first board game I remember, um, uh, the first um, board game made out of a video game was actually one that I owned was Pac Man. Oh, I, oh! I forgot about that one. Yeah, do you remember the Pac-Man? I and, do. And the pa- yeah, and the Pac-Man characters. So the 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 pellets on the board were little marbles, little white <laughs> yeah. marbles. Yep. And you there were you know there were you can play with up to four players, and there were four Pac-Man, obviously. Um, and the Pac-Man, like he was like a little um, I don't know how to explain it, but he looked like you know a little pez dispenser. But yeah. as you moved him along the board, he would eat the marbles that he would pass. <laughs> I was like, and then at the same time, you had the ghosts on the board that were trying to trying mm-hmm. to get you, and when they got you, you lost all of your pellets. <laughs> yeah, uh, I remember there was a Super Mario Brothers board game. I just remember seeing it. It wasn't a Monopoly. It was like a standalone Super Mario Brothers. I just I, I just remember seeing it. I don't remember how to play it or anything like that. Uh, uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember. Oh yeah, that one came out in like the late eighties. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, but with that, there's a lot. Uh, now, like, there's a bit, there's like a board. I would say there's a board game resurgence in the last few years. Uh, I no know, question. Online, I was watching uh, what was it called? Uh, Tabletop with my arch nemesis Will Wheaton uh, on you know host the show. He would get like uh, three. Your or four arch nemesis? Uh, Who are you, Sheldon? Uh, oh, trust me. Oh, I think mine was before Sheldon. I think stupid Wizard World. So he gets like three or four celebrities and they'll sit down and they'll actually play a board game, just straight up play a board game. Yep. He'll give the instructions, they'll play the game. There were a few episodes, I mean, they're all cut for time, but there's a few episodes that they actually released like the entire epi- like the entire gameplay, like including stops and having to talk to producers and stuff like that. It's yep. really, really interesting. There was a couple of games on there, I remember that. I'm like, I really want to 
you know, pick up and play these games. But to to in our wheelhouse here, there's a lot of board like new board games that are coming out based on old games. Yes. And uh, my friends and I watch tabletop every time we buy a new game if they have it so that we can go through. You know, it's easier to go through the rules with him. And by the way, I need to meet and befriend Will Wheaton just so I can be on Tabletop. Like, I just want to be on an episode of Tabletop. So, Will Wheaton, if you're listening, uh, I'm available whenever you have your next Tabletop session. So, just and, and Will Wheaton, if you meet me, uh, don't give me a hard time next time I ask for uh, a drawing. Thank you. Uh, I, I give you permission to give Larry the hardest time that you want. <laughs> um, but yes, there are new games. Um, I don't know if you remember. I just want to go back to old games really quickly. But um, I actually own the Legend of Zelda board game also. Did Do you, you remember that one? No, I'm looking at you. sent me <laughs> yes. a picture of it. Yeah, so it was set up like a dungeon. And then in the dungeon, there were cards. And then when you flipped over the cards, they had like enemies you had to battle and stuff like that. I used to love this board game. Huh. Absolutely love this board game. I don't um, know. Yeah, that's that's a new one. And, and that's cool. Yes, and now that uh, now that I've um, remembered it, um, I will be going on eBay later. <laughs> so this is how I lose all my money. We talk about stuff and then I go buy it right after the, we record. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, the Legend of Zelda board game is awesome. But yeah, like nowadays, like the the board game craze is huge, and now we're getting board games based off of actual video games. So. For example, um, Resident Evil has a deck building game, so it's a you know it's one of the strategy um, games where you build up your hand and then you know you fight zombies and so a deck a deck building game is that maybe akin to something like Magic the Gathering or something like yes. that? Okay, yeah, deck, bu- deck building games are kind of like yeah, it's kind of like Magic the Gathering. So you're building you're you're building out you know you're building out like the strongest possible hand and then you're battling. Um, uh, so Resident Evil has one like that. I think um, uh, Street Fighter. Yep. There's a Street Fighter deck building game, um, I believe. Um, and it's the same thing. It's just like it's all about battling. There's another game. Um, it's not based exactly off of a video game, but it's 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 based off of 8-bit dungeon crawler games in general. Okay. And it's and it's called Boss Monster. And basically, oh. and basically, what you're doing is you're you are the boss monster of a level. And what you're doing is you're building, you're building the level to entice and, you know, basically kill the hero as he's coming through the level. So, um, it's an, it's on my list of games to buy. Um, and I've, I've had it in my hand like 10 times at Barnes and Noble and I've yet to pick it up because I'm like, I keep trying to think like, Oh, will any of my friends be interested in playing this game? Because I'm the only one that I think really loves video games, but uh, I'm going to pick it up anyway, because we play all games anyway. But um, Boss Monster is directly connected to 8-bit video gaming. So every card that's in the game, it's all like 8-bit art. That's cool. That's real cool. really cool. Yeah, and it looks really, really cool. So uh, I'm going to Barnes & Noble. Um, uh, there's uh, Doom. Um, you know, Doom, they, they worked into a game. And, you know, that's like, when you think about it, like a first-person shooter. How do you turn that into a board game? But they, they kind of it's kind of like, like an overhead co-op board game. Uh, it looks like you put like the dungeons together, like a puzzle, which guess makes the game different every time you play it. Uh, but it also has D and D elements to it. Like there's basically someone who uh, akin to a dungeon master uh, controlling the monsters and stuff. So I guess you need someone to battle in Doom. Uh, but pretty interesting here, since the, the if there's any Doom fans out there that are also board game fans, as much as Doom is discontinued, they basically changed it into this other board game called Descent Journeys into the Dark. 
So if you find that game, that's essentially Doom redone. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know, um, Larry. I don't know if you've ever played the the Sid Meier's Civilization games. I never uh, video games. Not you know. I I got to admit, growing up when, when the game came out, it it seemed a little too in depth for me. So I kind of stayed away. Great game. Don't get me wrong. The series is fantastic. Yes. But I'm looking at the board game right now, and it's freaking me out. Yeah, because like you know, yeah, and civiliz- the Civilization board game is a perfect example of how complicated board games are now. Um, because board games like this, they come with a lot of pieces. There are a lot of rules and you need, you need like something like tabletop, like Will Wheaton's tabletop to kind of explain it just to make it a little bit easier. Cause like, let me tell you, some of these instruction booklets are ridiculously daunting. Um, but the, the civilization game is based, you know, basically like the, um, the video game, except you're playing with your friends. So it's a turn-based strategy game. Um, and, it's exact. It's basically exactly like the video game itself. So you're you're just trying to establish world domination over the course of thousands of years. You're building your civilization up from the Stone Age on. Um, so, you know. But again, it's 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 a massively complicated game. Uh, and if you look at images of it, you'll see why. There's just so many pieces. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's freaking me out. Quick side note: What was that game that you bought when we were hanging out? And it took okay, you literally. So- it, mansions of madness it took <laughs> it took uh so mansions of madness is like that's a game like you literally need to give your entire evening over towards like there are games that are that complicated so it took two hours to set up and then by the time i was done setting it up we didn't want to plan it put it away <laughs> but then yeah, what's funny is in la with my friends i did the same thing we set it up took still took me two hours to set the whole thing up and then um we uh, and then we we played through it, but we weren't that thrilled about it because it took so long to set up. I mean, there's yeah. there is a limit to um, setting it up. There's another board game not based off a video game, but I'll just since we segued uh, or sidetracked, called Fury of Dracula that I bought. Hmm. Not doesn't take as long to set up, but the gameplay time in, on it is three to four hours long. Wow. Yeah. So know. it's literally it's literally your entire evening. And to be honest with you, we played it. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. Okay, it was, um, it was fun. And, and yeah, and I got to be Dracula, so that was super cool. <laughs> um, it's like being it's like being Jason. Yeah, exactly. Which I played by the way last night during New Year's Eve, <laughs> uh, Friday thirteenth. It was awesome. Um, so anyway, um, but getting back to video games that become board games, one of the um, one of the ones that um, uh, I saw at Barnes and Noble recently was Centipede. Which is new? I, you know, I saw uh, that it kind of came across. I forgot where I saw it, but I saw that somewhere as well. Yeah, so um, I'll I'll be picking that one up too and testing that one out. But the, I'd like the idea of like a simple game like Centipede being a board game just sounds really cool. So. Yeah, right. But there's one game that I bought um, about I want to say it was almost a year ago or it was a year ago based off of a very old text based game called Oregon Trail. Oh, and everybody and it, yeah, anybody who retro games knows should know Oregon Trail because. Uh, it was a ridiculously hard. Um, it was a, it was a ridiculously hard game where um, you know it's based off of real real historical events. You're trying to get your um, you know nineteen. It's, it takes place in the nineteenth century. You're trying to get your covered wagon party from I forget the starting location, but you're trying to get to Oregon, um, and you know you're trying to avoid your wagon breaking down. Um, you're trying to avoid dysentery. Uh, yeah, well, a lot. Yeah, you're trying to avoid different diseases and the bitter cold and stuff like that. And in most cases, you always wind up dying of dysentery. Like on the text-based game, 
It doesn't matter what you did. Odds are you're dying of dysentery. So, I never figured at such a young age so many people would learn what dysentery is. <laughs> exactly. So the board game is a card-based game. And what you do is it's turn-based. So you play with friends. Um, and then um, you get cards. And the cards on them have paths. And what you need to do is you need to connect five cards um, to complete one path. And you have to complete ten sets of pads to get to Oregon. Okay. But then as you're putting those cards down, it tells you to like draw – I forget what they call them, an action card or something like that. You have to draw a card from the deck. Hmm. And the cards from the deck are complications. So in other words, it's like, oh, you know, um, uh, broken wagon wheel. And then you need to use item cards in order to fix the wagon wheel within a set amount of turns or else the whole party dies. So in other really? words, it's like – yeah, it's like the wagon wheel is broken. It's like, you know, use, you know, use tools before your next, you know, before the, the next round or everybody dies <laughs> or, um, you know, or uh, the bitter, you know, or there's a food shortage. Make sure you have uh, use a food card or you're all going to starve to death. It's like complicated. But then also mixed into these random cards are you got a snake bite. You're dead. And you're dead. <laughs> yeah. Like it's Just that like simple. That. It's a, yes, exactly. Or you get the you have died of dysentery card. And when you get that card, that's it. You're dead and you're out of the party. And then the rest of your the players continue on to Oregon. And the job is at least one player has to survive to Oregon. Okay. In order. So, so it's a cooperative game where you're all trying to win. But what's happening is people in your party are dying along the way. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And it's really fun. And, and what's funny, too, is they also give you a dry erase card. Really? So you put. Yeah, it's because it's up to six players and you put your names on it with a dry erase marker. And then as you die on the flip side, they have tombstones and then you fill <laughs> and then you fill out the tombstones when, you know, when each player dies. So it's like, you know, Anthony died of dysentery or, oh you know, gosh. or Larry died of a snake bite. And you just fill those out to see what either you're going to fill up all the tombstones first or you're <laughs> going to make it to Oregon first. It's actually a really fun game and it doesn't take that long to play. It's like 10 to 20 minutes tops. That's wild. Um, yeah, it's super fun. And then they just came out with an, an expansion, uh, an expansion pack for it. Yeah, um, that we also picked up, but we've only played it once, so I'm not comfortable describing it completely. Fair enough. Um, but, it, but it just, add, but it just adds the fun of the game. So it, 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 it it's interesting considering the fact that um, the board game craze um, is definitely, it's definitely really, really steamrolling right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for all the new games that are coming out, like you know, there's um. You know, they have a Halo game, they have a World of Warcraft board game, and all of those. Like, these retro ones, I think, are, like, at least to me, more interesting. Oh, absolutely. But I'm biased. All right, Larry. So, um, for this week, uh, I thought we can do a cool little retro record. Okay. And uh, considering the latest debacle in your acquisition of uh, video games, and you know how you got your Turtles game, and it was a Tetris game. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought, that, you know, ba- you know, in honor of that, I meant to ring in the New Year. We're going to, uh, I'm going to do a retro record on the highest possible score in Tetris and how quickly it was completed. So, okay. The highest possible score you can get in Tetris is 999,999 points because that's it's got six digits, right? Okay. Um, and the person who achieved the highest possible score with the least number of lines was Matthew Bucco, 
who achieved 999,999 points in Tetris by only using 207 lines. Really? Yes. Now, if you remember in um, Tetris, you moved up a level every time you completed 10 lines, Mm -hmm. um, or at least roughly 10 lines. So um, so just uh, imagine how fast the game had to be going. When you get to 207 lines, I mean, that means you're over level 20. Yeah. So, um, so, and that is, uh, you know, so Matthew Bucco completed 999,999 points with only 207 lines. And that is this week's retro record. All right, Larry. So I don't know if you saw, but, um, for, uh, but last week I was playing, uh, WWF No Mercy. Yes. Uh, I was live streaming it. Um, another and, good live stream. Uh, another, it was a great live stream because, um, I picked my favorite mode of the game, which of course was Royal Rumble. Um, and, um, you know, it's funny. I was worried about being rusty because I haven't played No Mercy in a long time. And it is arguably one of the best um, wrestling video games ever made. Oh, yeah. But, you know, it didn't take very long for me to, you know, get that old feeling back when I was playing it. And um, I managed, you know, to go coast to coast in the Royal Rumble with the number one entrant who I chose as Jeff Hardy. You did. Now, Yes, I know. And I only chose him because I was like, I knew I would last a while and then probably get eliminated. And I like Jeff Hardy's moveset. Um, <laughs> I wasn't planning on going coast to coast with him. But uh, you know what? I, I still got it. You sure did. It, it, I forgot how long that mode is. You played like over a half hour. Yeah, well, you got to remember. I mean, it, well, I chose I only cho- I chose 32 people instead of 40 because mm-hmm. you can do up to 40, but they don't give you an option for 30, which is a standard Royal Rumble. Yeah. Um, so I went with 32, but yeah, I mean, it takes work to eliminate guys from that thing. No, it sure does. It's not as, not as easy as, as one would remember, but you would do it. And a lot of people were tuning in. Uh, it's funny, you know, when you said coast to coast, like four of us kind of at the same time said the same thing, you know, going coast to coast. Um, yeah, a lot of big wrestling fans were watching it. So that was a good, that was a good pull. Yeah, there was, there was, there was actually one, uh, one, um, person who was watching who actually posted he's like wow he's like he's like your rumble run was pretty much the same length of time as the rumble from 95 when it was one minute <laughs> <Yeah>. entries <laughs> i think that was me <laughs> no no it was somebody else oh was it oh okay yeah somebody else had written that <laughs> but um you know it just it, it actually made me think and i know we've talked about wrestling games in the past on here but it just made me think of like you know how much we used to love like just sitting down and playing our good old wrestling games, whether it was on the Super Nintendo or the or more importantly, the N64. And there were like a bunch of us doing it. You know, it wasn't yeah. just me and you. It was, you know, you, me, Anthony, Brian, yep. um, my brother-in-law, Brian, sometimes like there was a, there was a whole yeah. group of us, Anthony's brother, Michael. Like we always used to love playing the game. Um, I also remember very frustrating moments when playing the game because um, you guys all love to double and triple team me. <laughs> well, you were very good at the game, so we needed to, uh, you know, we needed to uh, eke out our our competition. Yes, um, and uh, I just re- I, I just remember always having, uh, you know, having I, I was always having a good time. And you know what? In a lot of cases, you guys would team up against me, and I would still win, which yeah. I always found which I always found awesome. <laughs> um, you know, selfishly. But um, I don't I don't know if um, do you, like are there any um, are there any memories that you have from you know just good old good old fashioned um, retro wrestling games that like you remember most fondly? I remember 
I remember how happy I was like when I saw like WWE Royal Rumble. I can't, I can't say. You it. have to say the app. I it's can't. WWF in I the nineties. That that freaking panda. Uh, Royal Rumble on Super Nintendo. I never owned the Genesis versions. I only had, obviously, I only had the Super Nintendo versions. But how um, can you not own the Genesis version? Had uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. I in didn't it. have Genesis at the time. Oh, that's right. You were a purist. I was. So I remember like how awesome Super WrestleMania looked, and yes. I do remember once I only did this once, and I I know it's not a dream. It's not something I'm making up. I know it happened where. You were the Undertaker. I was the Undertaker, and I, I was just smashing the buttons. I did something where he actually went down and choked the his opponent on the ground. Oh. I, I never saw it in the book. I was never able to find it anywhere online. I had to do it again, but I know for a fact I was choking someone as the Undertaker. That I will remember for the day I die. And another wrestling moment, not really playing the game, but a great wrestling moment is my mother getting an employee of Toys R Us fired over WrestleMania, the very first game on the NES. Oh, yes. I, yes, I do remember yeah, that story. Classic story. Look in there. I what see a shame. It. Kid brings it up, brings it to someone else. I start crying because that's what I do. And uh, a couple weeks, like a week, no, not even a couple days later, I come home. It's sitting there on the TV. And years later, I found out she got that kid fired. <laughs> And you know what? And, and, and thanks to your mom, that kid probably became a drug addict and never recovered. <laughs> Not my problem. So that oh, one's um, that's that's some of my big memories. Of course, the most epic memory is WWE Raw um, on the Super Nintendo, and of course, getting jumped on the way home from your house. Yes, and and we've shared that story a couple Absolutely. of times. And you know, you, you know what? I mean, and it's your own fault that we're still friends. Just so you know, <laughs> I sure, um, sure learned my lesson. Yeah, I mean, and then I have to say, like, um, one of the one of the best memories I have is walking. Uh, th- and this was, um, uh, you know, this is when I was a kid. It was walking down to Avenue U, going to, uh, I believe it was. It was. I don't remember what store it was. I felt like it was. It was a very weird store. Like it was a dry cleaners or a sewing shop or something like that. It was a very weird store. Avenue U, but- where? Uh, Avenue U and um, I think it was right off between Haring Street and Brown Street. Um, okay. But it was on Avenue U. It was three blocks away from where I lived. But they had a WrestleFest arcade machine Ooh. there. And that's where I would go to play WrestleFest. And WrestleFest to this day is still hands down one of my favorite games, wrestling games of all time. And the fact that they've never, ever, ever released it on anything just makes me feel sad. Um, it's just super because the game was all, the Royal Rumble in that. I'm sorry. There's been there's I, I still can't think of a better Royal Rumble than playing the WrestleFest one. That one was I awesome. really can't. That it was the awesome. first one to ever have. Um, if I believe it was the first one to have six players in it because it came out in like '91 or '92 mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, they, it had the best roster for a game back then. It did. It really did. Hogan, War, Ultimate Warrior, Earthquake, Mister Perfect, Jake the Snake. I mean, just really, really solid players. Uh, the Legion of Doom were in it. Yeah, um, it was it was just uh, demolition. Oh, you man. were able to play, but just the overall like game itself was just awesome. And then even the tag team mode, you went through the tag team kind of like tournament kind of thing. Uh, that was awesome too. So I just remember pumping so many quarters into that WrestleFest machine, 
in the very strange store on Avenue U. That <laughs> should not have an arcade. Store. That, yeah, the mystery store that should not, should not have an arcade game. That also sold a Mogwai out of the back. Oh, man, did he? I missed out. <laughs> uh, good stuff. You know, the, the memories. It's the moments of our lives. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I just remember playing all those games with you guys and, you know, having fun with them. And, you know, to this day now, thanks to the beauty of the Internet, we can continue to play, um, especially the WWE games now, like, you know, 2K17 and 2K18. Um, and not only is it enjoyable for me to keep playing those games, it's it's extra enjoyable for me because I've actually had a part in making those games in a way because I've written for the last two WWE oh games. yes that is true so yeah, you did a wonderful and, job. yes well granted it's the it's the most critically panned portion of the video <laughs> game which I personally I will not I will not take credit for that you weren't on the lead on that one no no that that's not that's not on me please I really hope it's not on me um but uh but really I mean it's just it's just a blast to still play those and um uh, you know, even today, uh, but even with all the new graphics and everything, there are so many retro wrestling games we've never played that we need to get our hands on. That, and that's what I was talking about earlier. That's what I'm going to be doing now with these with the clones that I got. Uh, and now I'm I'm debating of getting a Genesis three from Game On uh, out here yep. in Miller. Uh, that uh, yeah, I may. That's kind of my goal is is to get games I, I loved, but get games I've never yep. played. Yeah. So, for example, for example, like all the new Japan Pro Wrestling games that are from um, Japan on the yep. Super Famicom, I have like four or five of them. I can't wait to pop the like. I gotta pop those in and play. Um, uh, Fire Pro Wrestling, which has like there are twenty seven. Yes. There are like twenty seven titles to that series. Yep. Um, and there's one on PlayStation Two that came out in the states that we need to you know pick up. I feel like I may have that one. Oh, maybe you do. I, I, I may. Sure. I may have it at this point. I don't know. I bought so many damn games. Um, uh, oh, uh, Power Move Pro Wrestling on PlayStation. I love that game. It was a, uh, it was a generic. Oh, it was the first yeah. wrestling game to come out on PlayStation. It was a generic. It did not. It was not tied to an organization, but um, it was just a great wrestling. It was a great wrestling game. Yep, oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, so many, so many wrestling games, so many memories. Um, of course, you know, our 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 buddy Anthony, who uh, guest pot, you know, who guests guested on the show not too long ago um, i'm sure his memories aren't as he aren't, aren't as positive because he was always on the receiving end of my beatings in those games but, <laughs> oh, you mean the, the co the the host of the yin and the yang podcast no 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 not well him too but then no the other anthony oh oh Testimony. that anthony oh okay okay yes oh that's right yeah, yeah. no he yeah, the one he, who would, <laughs> the one who would always orchestrate the triple teaming yep yeah he's he does that yeah <laughs> In, 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 and, I've, and I said this, too, when he posted it on Facebook, but in hindsight, you know, I totally deserved it. I understand. Um, and 20 years later, I forgive you. <laughs> I'm glad time has allowed that to happen. Yeah, well, it, it needed to hit like that two decade mark. And I think we're just about there. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, good stuff. All right. Well, that's that's what this whole podcast is all about. You know what I mean? Yes, definitely. It really is about memory and making new ones. Yes. And that's what we're going to be doing. And, and 2018 is going to be big for us, big here at the More of the Same Network as well for all the podcasts, us, the uh, the better half, the Yin and the Yang podcast. Um, and I want to drop some uh, information here right now. Check out the link in the podcast description. But we are now hawking merchandise, people. That's Ooh. right. You can wear us. You can drink out of us. You can put us on your phones. 
All of that sounds dirty. Ah, yeah, you can work out in us, hopefully, if, if we get the graphics. But That's disgusting. Go to pro.tchip.com slash the retro gamers. Pro.tchip, T E E C H I P dot com slash the retro gamers. T shirts, hats, mugs, cell phone cases. I want to get leggings on there. We will soon. Uh, posters. <laughs> And remember, leggings. yeah, they do. They have like we can put them on leggings. Um, I just need a, a white graphic of the just the words, the retro gamers. All uh, right, coming soon. <laughs> uh, and posters. If and if you see us out in the wild and you have one of our posters, let us know. Uh, make sure you have a sharpie. We will sign it for you. Because <laughs> I want that to happen <laughs> desperately. Yeah. Yep. And then you can watch the value of it instantly go down. Oh, forget about it. So you know. We love bringing this to you each and every Tuesday. Obviously, we do it for free. We do not expect you to you know, pay for the podcast itself. But if you want to help support the podcast, trust us, we are not, we are not quitting our jobs based on this merchandise. But it will certainly help with storage fees and everything along those lines. It'll help offset a lot of that. Um, so definitely yep. check out the website. Otherwise, otherwise, otherwise we're just going to go under, and then it's just poor Larry and I playing video games on our own. <laughs> That's it. All this stuff now I have to use. So check it out. Again, check out all the podcasts. Check out our live streams uh, January. I don't know what we're doing in January, but we'll be live streaming somehow. And look out for more live streamings. We're going to get that going. Uh, Ant, you got anything big just in general for 2018? Uh, be, well, no, I have plans in 2018. I definitely do. And uh, nothing I'm going to share at the moment uh, because I'm, I will share them as I make them happen. Uh-huh. However, um, this month there is the SoCal Retro Gaming Expo on uh, January 20th and 21st, if I'm not mistaken, or 19th and 20th, whatever that Saturday and Sunday is. Mm-hmm. Um I will be there. Um, I will attempt to live stream, but odds are I suck at it, so I probably won't. But I'm going to take some video while I'm there. Okay. Maybe I'll do, I'll do some reporting, and then uh, we'll have some reviews. So that's coming up on the retro gaming side, um, SoCal Retro Gaming Expo. If you're in the SoCal area, um, you know, swing on down. Check out some good old-fashioned retro gaming. Cool. And uh, I got nothing really happening just yet as far as retro gaming, as far as any expo. So I'm kind of laying low for a little bit. But as, soon, as something comes up, you'll certainly hear about it. But be on the lookout. 2018 is going to be good. And again, Happy New Year to you. Have a wonderful week. Happy New Year to you as well, sir. And to everybody listening, have a wonderful and prosperous 2018. Give the gift of choice this season with multi-store cards at giftcards.com. With multi-store cards, treat them to dinner, movies, or shopping on one convenient card. Featuring all your favorites like Macy's, Alta, and Lululemon, it's a great gift card everyone will love. For last-minute gifting, choose the Happy Holidays or Holiday Favorites e-gift, delivered straight to their inbox. Purchase multi-store cards today at www.giftcards.com multistore. This holiday season, it's all about the bedroom. And Casper's Black Friday sale has up to 30% off everything you need to make your bedroom your happy place. Only Casper mattresses are made with 86 supportive gel pods to align your spine and eliminate aches and pains. And Casper bed frames are made from the highest quality materials. Give the gift of a better bedroom. Save up to 30% during Casper's Black Friday sale on now at Casper.com. Terms and conditions apply. See Casper.com terms for more details. Else.